I know you're out there. I can feel you now. You are listening to Spiritual Fitness, brought to you by Inspire the Collective. Spiritual fitness? What is that? Spiritual fitness is the digital community space helping everyday greatness seekers all over the world challenge and conquer one of the biggest obstacles we all face, our own mind. Embarking in topics to get you out of your own way, strengthen your internal game, and excite your soul for passionate growth. Prepare to open your hearts for truth, clear your mind for inception, and strap your carcass in for a soul awakening shakedown as we unpack another episode. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good wherever you are. Welcome back here to another episode on spiritual fitness. We're so glad you joined us again. We're following up this discussion regarding suffering. We had a couple episodes so far talking about our human suffering and reframing it and some activities of how you can reframe and see the lesson, find the value. It's, it's part of who we are. We're going to discuss a little bit more about the suffering as being part of our human nature. We have a special guest here with us today. Michael, you want to introduce our guest here? Yeah, for sure. And again, we, as we continue these topics of moving forward through things like I, I, I tend to have a laugh sometimes like thinking, man, do these guys just talk about negative stuff all the time? <laughs> but, but again, it's the reframing of the perspective. I think I think we all need to look at the things that we run from and hide from and don't like to talk with openly. And that's kind of like where we're at in our, in our journey is really, especially with our, what we've been doing and what we're working on ourselves is sharing about these hardships and actually being open to talk about these things and share about them. And that's why it's so great to have people that align with us, like our guests that's going to be on today and people that are in the spiritual work that, that, that know these things that also approach these things or experience these things with people that they work with. So it's not just me and my sister chatting about these things. It's, it's, we're getting people in that work in the spiritual room that help heal others. And especially when it comes like the topic of suffering, suffering. And I said this at the end of the last episode was that trauma is a hallmark feature of human life. And when we talk about hallmark, you know, it's like this event, this like thing that everyone knows about this specialty creation that we all go through. And so this episode, we, have a good friend of ours, um, Mr. Robin Green, which he's from the UK. He is also just like us, um, ironically enough, picked up, grabbed all his things, felt the urge, felt the spiritual push to just show up in Costa Rica, didn't really know anyone, didn't have a job, didn't have a place to live, just decided, you know what, I'm going to leave my uncomfortable, com- he's going to leave his uncomfortable situation that he's been comfortable in and saying, you know what, I need change. I need to get out and find a new progress forward and shown up into the unknown, showed up into the uncertainty and just started to make a space for himself. And Rob is a Reiki healer. He also, you know, he is a lover of music and he does DJ and stuff on the side. And he is just a super, super powerful being. I met him in like my first few weeks in Costa Rica. We aligned with talking about plant medicine and just healing, man. And Rob, it's so great to have you on the episode. Bless you, man. Bless you. And thank you for those really kind words. I don't really deserve them, but, uh, you know, I'm <laughs> of course so you deserve them. I'm, I'm so honored to be lumped into the same bracket as you, as you guys, you know, that's great. Yeah. And, man. yeah um, what, what a journey it's been, um, coming from, from the UK, which was, um, which starting to feel, a, it was starting to feel a bit like a prison camp, like an open prison. And, um, so I just, yeah, uh, it was guidance that I had in January that I literally had to get away. Now there was one event that happened that really triggered it. And, um, I thought, well, I'll sleep on it. And every day I woke up, I felt exactly the same and never went away. So I just uh, put my house on the market 
and did it, checked it all out and realized it, it was actually possible. Can I even get into this country? Kind of, kind of, it's a bit of a dream going to somewhere like Costa Rica, you know. I always wanted to live in America, but it's really hard for, for Brits to get in there. But yeah. uh, Costa Rica, the door was open. So, yeah, I, I, I came and I, 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 certainly don't, I certainly don't regret it. This is like a, it's like a paradise. And, and I've met such a brilliant community of people like you guys and, and the people who were, who were around we were with last night uh, for the 8-8 eight, eight, uh, portal uh, ceremony. Uh, which you had another one over there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was, it's awesome, man. It's awesome. Yeah. And in, in your journey, like what for stepping out of the unknown and stepping into the uncertainty, because something me and Jamie always talk about is like trying to push people into their uncomfortable phases to find a new comfortable that they might actually thrive in. And so for you, you were in a very comfortable, familiar situation in the UK, something that you've known, it's around your culture, around people that you've known, around a society that you've built yourself up around and mm-hmm. stepped completely into the unknown, got mm-hmm. super uncomfortable. And how has that process been for you? And what have you seen change for you to you know, make you a better person, to evolve, to grow, to grow through pains and sufferings? That's a really good question, man. I mean, I mean, last year when um, uh, it was like the year began like any other year, it was going to be like any other year, <laughs> and, uh, just another normal year. And then, um, <laughs> and then someone, something called COVID uh, arrived, and that's like, okay, well, I thought, well, it's going to be like any other disease that's been before. It'll, it'll just, it'll just fizzle away. Uh, and I thought, I'll just get on with it, just ignore it. And sure enough, they locked us down in, in March. I was like, oh, I thought, where's my work going to come from? I thought, you know, I was, I was chasing my, t- my tail financially. You know, in London, things are so expensive. And, mm-hmm. you know, you're always chasing your tail. That's how it's set up. Of course. And um, uh, yeah, so um, uh, but I spent all, all last year, I was very fortunate because my girlfriend had a, a garden that I could just sit in all, all year and it was like, and meditate. <laughs> And that's what I did. I, I just watched videos and I kind of, as your sister says, leveled up mm. and I, I really w- went massively uh, changed during that, during that year and um, took me on a journey to where I've ended up here. I didn't know I was going to end up here, but yeah, but here I am. And it's um, to, to me, to me, it was a, a much safer thing, although it seems to some of my friends back in the UK, it seems maybe like a little dangerous thing to do. But actually, for, to me, it feels a lot safer. I, 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 said, I said to my to my friend, I said, "You're the brave one, staying there." <laughs> yes, frankly, staying I didn't feel safe. Yeah, I didn't feel like secure, or, uh, you know, comfortable there really. Yeah. So, um, uh, so yeah, here is a, such a warm and yeah, giving um, feminine energy, loving place, um, perfect, perfect uh, for souls like us, you know. Yeah, so good, so good, Costa Rica. And look at how beautiful it is here. You know, you took a second and stepped right out of that comfort zone and you were essentially suffering, you know, you were essentially suffering there. And, mm-hmm. and of course there's that mind thought of like, am I going to make it here? Right. Creating your own suffering again for a little bit. Like, am I really going to be able to do this and make it happen? And mm-hmm. I think that that's part of what we're talking about is, is it's part of our human nature, but sometimes we just wind up in the most amazing places because we did it right. We took that chance and we held the suffering with us and we still went and did it anyways. Yeah. Th- thank God. Thank God. I mean, I, I, I sometimes shudder to think what my life would be like if I, if I'd not had this guidance and I'd not, you know, I don't know. Uh, the, I don't know if I don't even feel there was a reality for me there. You know, this is uh, this is, this is the reality. This was written, I think. That's under, like everything's written really um, in a way, or we can make certain choices that will take us down different threads, but it's all part of the, the, the grand, you know, the grand plan really. Yeah, absolutely. 
And, and just to, um, yeah, since you're here and, and you are a healer in the field of spirituality and helping people heal themselves and mm-hmm. to continue this topic that we talked about in the last episode is we'd went a little bit further into the value of our own suffering and how it helps us as adults reframe our perspectives and the lessons that we learn to, as you said, level up and to keep moving forward through ourself and to not stay in a space from our past that keeps us hindered, but it actually helps us level up. Like you said, move forward, evolve, grow, strengthen, find resilience through. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. I mean, and like it, it felt so good. I mean, like I said, last year, I felt like I'd moved so far and I felt almost in, invulnerable, like um, spiritually invulnerable, like uh, certain and in the beginning of this year, because, because I needed to be in that situation to have, to have literally have the guts to, to do this. I needed protection. So I was, I felt sort of cushioned. I felt like I was, yeah, I'd absolutely, I was absolutely in an, at another level and I'd had no fear. Mm. Um, of course, now I'm here now and then because you, you land eventually, you know, you, you look at your surroundings and it's wonderful, but then some doubts kick in. It's like, wow, where did that come from? You know, why, where did that, oh, oh, hello, um, jealousy, hello, uh, doubt, you know, oh yes, you again. I remember you from a while back. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing showing up here? But it's yeah. going to creep back in, isn't it? You know, it, it does creep back in. Yeah. And Jamie had said in the last episode, it's, it's just part of our human nature. Right. And, and yes, there's a, a, a space of accepting it as part of our human nature, but there's also a part as to transform it for ourselves. And, um, you know, I looked up some stuff about pain and suffering and there's actually, um, something from the Buddha that the Buddha had even said, suffering is the first rule of life right? You come out of the womb suffering, trying to learn to breathe, unsure of yourself, not sure of your surroundings. You're completely out of your element, right? That's what you got used to. And a lot of our suffering, like you just said, a lot of our suffering comes from our own wrongheadedness. It comes from our own inner perspectives, ourselves of the world, and our, a lot of times our own stubbornness. But the best part about that is we also have the cure for it within ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that because we definitely have the cure. And when you start to look at the fact that this is an ebb and flow, right? Mm-hmm. And you start to look at the fact that it's our thoughts. It, it's in our mind. Our own suffering is our thoughts. We come back to 80 to 90% of the same thoughts every single day. And if you realize that your suffering is part of a thought, then you realize that you can change it and mm-hmm. you can move it around and you can, like we've been talking about, reframe the story reframe it to where it adds value to you. So I'm always curious and it, you know, you see the people that are suffering, you see the people that get stuck in their thoughts and in their mind. And it always begs the question to me of like, why are they holding onto that so tightly? Yeah. Why, why are you keeping such a strong hold on your suffering when you can actually learn to let it go? But do people know that, right? Yeah. These, these, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Robin. Yeah, these these thoughts are like they're they're energy, and they they're not they're not us. So a lot of us confuse these thoughts for us, and that's what mm. we believed before. Mm. But when you when you learn to separate yourself from that, that these are just things that are flowing through you, uh, like e emotion, energy in motion, mm. is is a, a lovely way that I heard someone Love describe that. it. Um, yeah, and then these narratives are you know they're just things that people wear as a as a cloak, you know, as they, as maybe they feel comfortable with, you know, I say they, I mean, I've done it, I do it myself, yeah. even, even now, you know, but look, thankfully it's less, there's a lot less than it used to be. But, you know, I remember living most of my time like that. And, um, and thanks, but, you know, thankfully you learn the tools to, to get out of that space and, and realize it for what, for, for what it is, but it can trick you, you know? 
Yeah, for sure. I think that the part of the trick is too, is like for, just to cap on what you said and what Jamie said is I always share that. And when someone actually, I, I either I read this or someone shared it with me, it's like this suffering and pain can can turn into poison. And then like in the last, last episode, I said about having an unhealed wound becoming a festering event and holding on to pain and suffering without transforming it, without looking at it with a lens of, of love and kindness and forgiveness and without shedding, opening the door and letting the light shed itself all over our darkness, that then turns into a poison. And so it's like drinking poison within ourselves and hoping something else outside of us dies. You know, I always share the, I share the analogy of like when people break up and one person has this negative view of the, of their ex and they just like hate them and they talk badly about them and they just like, it consumes them. I'm like, well, it, it sounds like you've drank the poison and hope your ex dies and nothing about that makes any sense. Like no. nothing. You're going to be the one that dies. Yeah. Yeah. Negative emotions about, about another person uh, is kind of almost always, well, it always does. It always comes back onto you. It's you that's sitting and festering in this mm. negative emotion. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's you that's going to hurt. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and it comes back to our egos. I mean, really it comes back to, you know, when somebody doesn't want to be around us, right. Our egos get hurt. And, and same with negative emotion. I think that our egos are a little bit addicted to pain and suffering. I mean, Michael and I have talked about this numerous times where we come from, you know, back in the Neanderthal days where it was like that primal instinct to survive. Mm -hmm. So we always look for the threats. We always look for the negative. We always look for the danger in our society. Now we don't need to look for that kind of thing. I mean, maybe, maybe we're going that way. I don't know, but we don't necessarily need to look that way anymore, but our egos are a tad bit addicted to the pain and suffering. And you can see that when you start looking around and you can see it when you're engaging with people in conversations, you know, like yeah. the ones that keep you the most engaged, what are they talking about? Yeah. As, as children, we're from, from tiny children, we're, we're taught, I mean, our generation, we're, we're taught uh, to, to, to be like that, to, to have a sense of doubt and, you know, mm -hmm. that you're not sort of really good enough that things aren't possible when you were, but when you realize what manifestation is, you know, now we're moving into, we, we're literally moving from an old age into a, into a new age. And this, it's a very exciting time, but maybe a little bit scary time as well with what's going on around it. Cause uh, any sort of shift is going to, is going to bring up a, a lot of turbulence. Um, but yeah, we're going into, we're moving into a new age where we're raising our, our vibration who knows no one knows what that's going to look like we were talking mm -hmm. about this earlier no one knows what because no one's ever experienced it before no one's here to tell the story yeah um yeah so um yeah it, it's uh it's, it's incredible how what how much we uh, have had to we have, we've adapted um learning about these ancient things such as manifestation which is the way the universe works and when you actually get your head around it when you can actually start to do it i can't always do it but you know, when, when you, you, you get the knowingness, you know, the, within your heart, the actual knowingness that this is, this is the reality. Um, you do, you, you notice things come to you that it literally Absolutely. works that way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and if only people were taught this, you know, well, exactly. Why aren't we yeah. taught this? And they seem like you talked about, like we get taught this from our parents and even society, like the world is scary and where you yeah. go out, it's going to be scary and you're going to be, people are going to be out to harm you. And it's like, so we already grew up with this negative mindset. On top of what Jamie said, the Neanderthal mindset that's wired to be in fight or flight response, stress response system. And we already are set up to see things negative. And I've had so many, I've told this to so many people and they're like, what? That doesn't make sense. I don't see things negatively. I'm like, oh, yeah, you do. And, but the idea is 
that we can change that. Like, that, like we said, we have the cure. We can change our intention to see things more positively, but we have to, if you can accept the truth that we come from fight or flight stress response, that we're always looking at things in the negative, or we're searching for the negative through our eyes, that we can intentionally choose to see the world through a light of positivity, through love and through kindness. And when you can intentionally do that, then like you said, we can start to change things. And we are in a phase that we have no idea what's coming. And it, like new earth is being created right now, a new life, a new foundation, a new way of living, a new way of cohabitating together as humans. And right now, like you said, it is scary. We don't know what's going to happen with the virus. We don't know what's going to happen next. And that has put everyone in the state of fear and suffering and pain. But again, as we talk about, where's the value? Suffering can be a privilege. It actually can help us move towards thinking about, think about essential things that can help us shake up, shake up our short-sighted complacency, right? We can start mm -hmm. to see things like, wow, let's, let's look at the bigger picture here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's quite um, interesting how our egos tend to come back to that all the time. Mm -hmm. But it goes back to like, can you take your ego and bring him with you, right? Bring that ego with you and realize that like, okay, there's going to be some suffering. There's going to be some pain, but we're going to get through this together. And, you know, we still need our ego. We can't get rid of our ego, right? Make mm -hmm. it your teammate. Like we've talked about before, like yeah. amigo, your ego, because <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's not going anywhere and it really does help you survive. So can you bring it with you? And can you walk through the suffering together, knowing that you can shift it? You know, yeah. I think that's so crucial for our survival. I don't, and for our manifestation, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it really is. It really is a matter of partnering with that darker side and partnering with that pain and figuring out how to do it together. Yeah, actually, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, perhaps if we try and push, perhaps if we try and kill the ego, then then that that can go against us. And it can yeah, causing more suffering. Us. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. We were, you were talking about this earlier. And um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's 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 quite it's quite incredible it's it's almost like um you know you've got to have a bit of a bit of fight a bit of f you if you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like i love you but a bit of fuck you about it as well you know 100%. what i mean it's it's like it, it it's yeah it's like namaste motherfuckers <laughs> <laughs> It's a, bit, it's a bit of an element of that, you know, so you, you don't, you, you wouldn't want to be some, some, you know, it's, 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 it's difficult for a lot of, a lot of spiritualists and in inverted commas, because they think they have to be a patsy for everyone often. They, they feel like they have to be nice, absolutely nice to absolutely everyone, even if they're not being treated particularly well. Exactly. So I think we don't have to put up with the, with that stuff. That's where the ego comes in. Right. Mm -hmm. Surely to a degree, as long as you keep it in control. Right. Right. Yeah. And we yeah. talked about that last night too. It's funny because yeah. we did this uh, beautiful ceremony and we talked about these people that are spiritual and they, they, they wear the clothes and they, they have the brand and they have the look, but there's no authenticity there. And we did kind of hint at that last night. Like you have to have a bit of a screw you like a bit of a, like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to hold space for you and be supportive, but don't give me your bullshit. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> Don't, don't, don't come at me sideways and not be true. And, and that is the ego. That is the ego that looks out for us. And that's why it has to stay with us. Right. Yeah. There is, there is, there is a spiritual, uh, such a thing as spiritual ego, isn't there? Uh, Absolutely. Which, you know, which is pre prevalent in, in communities. And it, but then it starts to become a bit more like a church sort of thing, you know, when it's more about the, more about the congregation than, than actually what, what you're there for, you know? Um, and, 
and, and about how you're seen, you know, keeping up with the Joneses, uh, that it becomes a little bit fake, I think. Um, and, and, you know, I'm more spiritual than you. Right. Are. You know what I mean? That's the spiritual ego. And you guys, there's nothing, not a shred of that in you, which is one of the first things I liked about you. Mm-hmm. You know, I literally couldn't even bait you to be uh, <laughs> to be egotistical. <laughs> yeah, probably. I, like, I would have laughed in your I face. Did, I, I did try. I would have <laughs> said, "Fuck you, Namaste, motherfucker." That's what I would have said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, you know, something that I've heard before too, and actually, he was um, he's actually a psychologist and like a lot for a lot of sports teams here, um, like a mental visionary for a lot of sports teams here in the states, and. He had said, I think his name is Dr. Kevin Elko. He had said this, like we talk about, like you said, our perspective and the things going on in the world. And we talk about events and experiences that take place in our life and that they're all lessons. And he had said that nothing, any event or any experience or any occurrence that happens outside of our life, it doesn't happen inside of us. It happens outside of us. None of those things, it doesn't matter what you go through. It doesn't matter. And we can be extreme or we can be soft. It can be your, your pet dying. It could be your family member dying. It could be your, your wife divorcing you. It could be your boyfriend leaving you. It could be you losing your home. It could be you stubbing your foot. It could be a, a plethora of things. But those events themselves, they don't make you mad. They don't make you angry. They don't make you sad. They don't make you jealous. They don't make you anything. It's your inner perspective of that event that then changes and makes you be who you become or how you, how you feel about that event. It's your perspective, but so many people don't want to see it that way. It's all like a victim, con- victim consciousness. I didn't choose this. Yeah, you didn't choose it, but there's a lesson in this. There is something that you could be learning. And as you said at the beginning, leveling up through this event, there is always something to learn. Actually, you probably did choose it, <laughs> but, but you know, I know. Well, that's thing. a whole nother episode. That we could talk about. <laughs> that is a whole yeah. other episode. Yeah. yeah but but like, I agree. Early, like earlier on, um, which is, which is little, little moments like this make me feel, okay, I'm, I'm, I've moved forward quite a bit. Like I, this morning I had my favorite mug, which my brother had given to me and I was making it, making a drink and it smashed on the floor. And it's like, uh, I think a couple of years ago, I would have been, I would, I would have at least sworn, <laughs> I would have at least sworn and I would have been pissed off for a little while. You know, I would, I would have, I would have sat in that, but I just got on with it and mm-hmm. it, it is what it is. And you sweep it up and then you just get on with it. And that's, a, that, that feels good when, when you can basically something that you would perceive as probably being negative and you can just push, push it aside and just ride it. That, that's great. That's great. That's, that was a good lesson to learn. Yeah, I love that. That's so the way it is. I've been teaching myself little lessons all week like that, like shifting the perspective quickly. So it's like, how can you stop and realize that you're caught up in it? Right? Like, is it possible for you to see when you're steeped in your ego and steeped in your suffering Mm. and stopping and seeing it and either shifting it? You know, like, what are the clues? And I guess that's my question to everybody that's listening right now. Like, what are the clues in your body? Like we hinted at before, like you have full body yeses and you have full body no's. Do you have the clues? Can you tune into them? Are they there for you? Right? Because I, that's another thing going on automatic robotic mode. You didn't do that today. Like mm. you were very aware and you were like, oh, it's a cup, right? Like I'll live. I'm not going to let it ruin my day right now. Right. Whereas me, I'm, I have lots of nostalgia around little things. So like when little things of mine would break when I was younger, oh my gosh, it, it would ruin my week. Right. (laughs) Like I killed a plant. It ruined my week as a kid. So, so that is a huge amount of growth. So it's, 
goes back to, can you see it when it's happening and can you stop and shift it? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I was, I was lucky enough to have, um, like we were speaking about this, um, a partner of mine, uh, she used to through, you know, cause she'd had a difficult relationship before. So there was a lot of fear around the new relationship. And she, I used to get a lot of vitriol was thrown at me, uh, which I've, I found unfair, <laughs> but but I sort of I learned to sort of suck it. I, I, basically, I learned just to not react to it because I did earlier on in the relationship, I did react to it, which was a very bad thing. But then when I learned not to do that, I, was, I realized I was learning so many lessons from this girl. Yeah, and I, th- yeah, that, I thought that was, that was incredible. So you realize that she's your teacher as well, even though it might seem, not seem like that. Exactly. You know, you know. Through, through, your, um, through your work and through Reiki and through, through people that you've worked with mm. in what you do for work, what do you feel is like something people can work on when it comes to working through their own pain and trauma or suffering? Like, do you have anything that you share with people or maybe any things that you actually actively work on with yourself that's, that's helped, helped your growth or leveling up? Yeah. When the, the most important thing for me is that it's, um, it's really just the stopping thinking. I mean, not, I don't mean like you, you never think anything, but you know, it's just trying to be present, which I did via, via meditation in the morning and, and, and you can do Reiki on yourself as well, which balances your chakras and um, it just makes you just more present, I think. And um, yeah, you're less prone to just rubbish coming in, you know, um, you know, thoughts that you don't need, that, 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 you don't, that don't serve you. Um, I don't really give advice to any clients about that sort of thing because it's not really my place. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, sometimes I, if, I, if I get a message and sometimes you get a tangible message, then you, you might share it with them. But I'm not there to, I'm not there to counsel anyone or, or be a spiritual, you know, guru or anything. I'm just literally just there to transfer this Reiki energy, which is the same as Chi, Prana, whatever you want to call it. And, yeah. uh, and it, which it comes through your crown chakra and then you trans, it comes through your hands and then you, you, you move it, you, you basically sit on one shack on each chakra for about five to 10 minutes and um, you get resistance. You can feel resistance and they say they feel heat and electricity from your hands and um, people get, get very uh, lovely feelings from it for very, very, you know, very um, positive feelings from it. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and it just goes to work. You, you do, you go over every, each and every chakra and it goes to work because it knows what it needs to do. You don't need to say you've got a bad leg you know, you've got a bad knee or something, <laughs> go to the knee, you know, it's, it's, it's just going to do what it's going to do because it's, it's an intelligent life force. And it's, you know, all of us is just, all of the processes just awakening that up and helping speed up the natural, amazing healing processes that we have as human beings, you know, uh, emotionally, emotionally and physically, you know, which are pretty much the same thing to me. Emotional, right. you know, the physical starts with the emotional. Generally, you know, I'm like I didn't realize things like back pain I want, you know, are actually are negative negativity stored up in certain areas of your body. Um, to, forms of arthritis. I, I like that. This is where we store this stuff mm-hmm. and it's got to be released. You know, it's got to be, uh, the plug's got to be let out and it's got to be clear, cleared out and allowed to move on, you know. I like how you just tied that back around to the physical though, right? Mm, yeah. Our suffering. Like, let that stuff go. Let those thoughts go. Let those emotions move because otherwise look what you're going to do to your body, your avatar. This is how your soul's getting around. Like take care of it, you know, (laughs) take care of it by healing your suffering. Yeah. It's also said that like, um, that fat, fat storage in the body is, um, is, is, is actually, 
it's, it's not just um, it's not just top it's, it's, it's toxic the, what do you call them? toxins that we take in as a way a way of storing all that because your body doesn't want it in you so it has to do something with it it can't process it so it turns into fat as what well, also negativity negative emotions so if you, people are depressed they can often end up getting becoming uh what they would call overweight you know um so yes yeah, it's, it's so fascinating to learn that the physical is is literally the same as as, as the mental you know mm. yeah yeah, that's <clears throat> what's cool about being in Costa Rica and being with so many different type of healers and the different modalities is that there's so many ways to heal and, and heal your own pain and suffering, your own traumas. And so there is no one, one way is the fix all way. You know, unfortunately in our society, in a lot of Western society, it's like, go to the doctor, get medicine, right? When you start stepping away from Western medicine, you start looking at Eastern medicine, you start looking at traditional methods, you start finding so many different ways to heal that fit mm. your being. Some might be plant medicine, some might be Reiki, some might be yoga, some might be meditation. So it's so many different things out there and no one way is the wrong way. And no one way has to be only the chosen way. So you can do three yep. different modalities, five, six, two, whatever fits your being. And so just, it's so nice to be around people in a culture that all promotes that type of health, like style of living, because then we can all level up together. We all utilize each other's potentials, all each other's gifts, all each other's unique talents. And we all come together and are healthier together mentally, yeah. emotionally, physically, spiritually. Yeah. It's amazing, man. It's like, sometimes I feel like it's like, like X-Men where we're over here. Where each of us <laughs> has got a special skill. Well, it's true. We do. Some, we are. Is, it's like someone's got great a breath work oh great that's really good thank you for that we, we needed that yeah you know there's some there's you know there's there's someone else who who, who might be good with crystals there's some, someone else who's a great a great healer there's someone else who's very empathic and it all comes together and it's yeah it does feel a bit like that sometimes yeah it's so cool well i think we could go on and on about this topic of suffering and maybe we'll do another episode i'm not sure but um you know, just to bring it back around. It's like what we've been talking about, our egos, it's part of our human nature. Our egos come with us and our thoughts can cause our suffering. And we see it show up physically, we see it show up emotionally. And it's actually a lot of what we can control in our own mind. So as you go out there this week, you know, maybe you try to, try to think about the suffering that you have that's going on, that's showing up in your body. Maybe try to tap in, see if you can feel it. See if you can hear that full body, yes or no. Yes, and lastly, you know, I was trying. I was trying to give some analogies, as, and something that we've been looking at is and talking about is suffering can be in the eye of the beholder. It can be in your perspective of how you view your suffering. And to end with just a couple analogies is like one one big one is like if you put a like as our Curandero talks about our shaman, he talks about how if you if you put a child in the room of a woman giving birth, that is going to be traumatic. You put an elder in the room, a grandparent, they're going to think it's the most beautiful thing of, of, that, that they've seen, you know, the gift of life. And so it's all in how we view things. And, you know, trauma and pain and suffering can divide things. Suffering can divide things into two. And the choice is in that moment. Do you either stay fragmented and stay apart or do you choose to fuse, fuse and grow together? And a great analogy is what the Japanese do through uh, that that tradition they do is kintsugi, where they take broken uh, pottery or ceramics and then they use like gold or silver metals to mend them together. And it's basically the idea of not hiding or or, or trying to disguise their suffering. They're showing it as its beauty. It's, it's what's made it become what it is. And also when you think about bones breaking, 
when bones break, they usually fuse back together much stronger. So we can start to look at our perspective of suffering and pain and trauma as rocket fuel for our, our evolution or what Robin said, to level up. Yep, let's level up together. It's what we're here for yeah. in spiritual let's do fitness, it. right? Let's get some actually, rocket fuel. Actually, actually, I've got to credit Jamie with that level up. She, I, I, I actually stole it from her. I, I, I can't let this lie any, any longer without saying it. <laughs> but, yeah. So thanks for that, Jamie. Thank you, Robin, man. I really appreciate you being on, brother. Thank you very much, Michael. It's, it's an so absolute great. pleasure. Yeah, thank you for joining us. You guys take care out there. Thanks for listening in and stay tuned for another episode coming out pretty soon. Namaste, Absolutely. Motherfuckers. Namaste, <laughs> motherfuckers. Keep working through that pain and suffering. Let's all level up. Take care. Love y'all. Thank you for listening in to this episode. Don't forget to join or subscribe to the podcast community to keep your spirit aligned with every spiritual fitness episode. And if you are seeking to keep flexing that spiritual muscle on the daily, jump into the tribe and social community of spiritual fitness on Facebook and on Instagram. Here, you can stay up to date with our inspirational posts and community encouragement. Because you aren't alone in this journey of evolution, growth and becoming spiritually fit, we could all use a little push into reaching our greatest self. This thing called life is a co-collaboration of manifestation and intention as we each are walking a path of trying to reach a state of remembrance. So don't do it alone. If you know anyone else in their own search of greatness, just as we are, share the link to the podcast to our social pages and let's collectively take part in our ability to inspire the collective together. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain but you feel it.